Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. You're listening to Nothing Funny About Money. I'm Matt Gorn, and I'm here with financial author and wealthy teacher, Danny Coffey. Hello. And we are joined by a very special guest, the newest member of our team, our producer, Gene Davis. Hi. And Gene, you recently went through a major life change. Is that right? Yes, I just graduated. And what a coincidence. That's what this episode is about, graduating from college. Stick around for tips on graduating on time and with actual job skills. We'll also cover the surprisingly high cost of graduation and help you figure out life as a new grad. So stick around. That was Kanye West off his album, Graduation. So right on the nose with that choice. No creativity involved whatsoever. And Kanye West's first studio album was College Dropout, the opposite of graduating. So let us start there. The number one reason people drop out is because of their finances. What can students do to reduce that burden and get to graduation? So I worked most of my time while I was in school. But now that I'm working full-time, I feel suddenly very wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy having like several hundred dollars, you know, once you pay rent or whatever. To have the money left over. To have money left over to just, I mean, you could do anything. (laughs) Like, I'm already planning my next tattoo. (laughs) Oh, well, it's investing for the future, which we talk about a lot in the show. When you were a student, though, and you weren't working full-time, you weren't having those hundreds of dollars. You're not yet covered in tattoos, for those who can't see her right now. How much, uh, if you have a sense, did going to school cost you in lost wages? Oh, I would have to pull out a piece of paper and do some math for you, and I'm not a math major. (laughs) No. But let's say I could make $30,000 a year living in Athens. Then I guess I lost $120,000. Plus $15,000 because I graduated a semester late. So $135,000 in lost wages plus any student loans, that is a huge bill. And if we don't even end up with a degree, that is a lot of money for very little payoff. It's also relatively common for people to delay their graduation. Like me. Like Jean. You're not weird. You're totally normal. <laughs> yeah, this is making me feel a lot better. Uh, I'll get my parents to listen to this. <laughs> Only one in five actually finish college in four years. So just 20%. So there you go. You're in the 80% majority. All right. so I am the 80%. There you go. That's right. But you have to be smart about it. And I do think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of kids, they graduate. It does take longer than four years. But then when we look at the cost of that, not only are they not working, but then paying that extra money to go, I do think it's really important to try to finish in four years as best as possible. An extra year of college costs the average person $23,000. The average person who ends up graduating from college, makes $45,000 in their first year on the job. So that's a lost $45,000. The total cost then, 
68,000 bucks to spend an extra year in college. That's a lot of lost tattoos. <laughs> yeah, you know? you'd be like me. I'd, yeah. I was in college for 11 and a half years, and I don't have any tattoos to give you a sense of the cost, the true cost of college. <laughs> so graduate on time. To help you make that a reality, we're launching the Countdown to Graduation. So imagine we are working with someone who is four years away from graduation. That might be a freshman. That might be someone who just changed their major. Danny, do you have any tips for what that person should be thinking about now? One way to help with this is to meet with your academic advisor on a regular basis to make sure you are taking the correct classes. What if you want to take classes with your friends? Are you saying no? You're saying talk to the advisor. I mean, I guess if it's on your parents' dime, you do what you want, and they're paying for it. But to me, no, if you want to get out actually in four years, meet your friends after class, take the oh, class that you're supposed to take to graduate makes, on time. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, when you, know, you say it, just, you know, little things. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, <laughs> I did get out in four and a half years. So there you go. So, yeah. All of us in this room failed to graduate in four years. Well, I had a semester of student teaching, so it was kind of like you oh, really look at had this. That Mr. Was... Big Shot. <laughs> Mr. Big yeah, Shot. Yeah, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another one is so during your freshman year, take core classes to get these out of the way. During those first couple of years, when you have to take those Englishes, those masks, just to get them out of the way, it really doesn't matter what your major is. Make sure you take those and you aren't just playing around. That way, at least if you change your major in your second year, you're going to have some credit going forward. Yeah. As Danny's saying, if you can get those out of the way now, you don't have the panic attack when you're a senior thinking, oh, my God, I just want to get out of here. I can't find a math class that fits into my schedule what am I going to do? And then finally, visit the Career Services Center early and often. Every college has those, so just go to it and see what types of things they can help you with. Those organizations can point you in the right direction early, not only with things like classes, but getting internships and joining labs and working on extra projects, something that, Gene, you know a little bit about. It is important to go to class, which was something that I struggled with all throughout college. <laughs> I'm learning this for the first time right now. <laughs> but it's also important to do stuff outside the classroom. I think one of the better things that I did in college was, you know, I got involved at WUGA, where I work now. What did you do with WUGA? So originally I started out as an operations intern. What does that mean? Uh, I was writing PSAs and promos, which was kind of a grind. And then I got to do, <laughs> should I not say that? No, that's, that's good. <laughs> and then I got to mix a show that airs here locally. And then I got to be a reporter for the news part of the station. And then I got to work here. On our show, multiple shows Jean's worked on here at WGA. And if she hadn't had all that real-world experience, I wouldn't have hired her as soon as she graduated. So I want to make that pretty clear for everybody who is still in school. I didn't hire Jean because of her coursework, and as she just admitted, apparently the courses didn't go so well. <laughs> but all of her outside-the-class activities, including working on another WGA show, made me think, yeah, this person's pretty good. And she is pretty good. So thank you, Jean. 
thanks for being part of our team now. No problem. I think bouncing around to different groups and organizations, especially when you're four years out, is a good thing to do. You know, you can just chew a little here, chew a little there, keep eating what tastes good. You know, that's what I did. (laughs) That's good. That's a good tip. Go to the different dining halls, too, while we're at it. Gene's saying we're going to keep chewing on different stuff, keep trying different things out. Let's zoom forward to just one year from graduation. Danny, what tips do you have for people closing in on graduation? Yeah, that's right. The light is at the end of the tunnel. We can see it now, getting closer. So now's the time to start gathering some references. So maybe three to five strong references that hopefully you've bounced around a little bit, and then you're able to get those references for those people for future jobs. That way you're prepared. So who are these references? Well, I would look in the field that you're majoring or your career you're looking to have. Like for me, when I was student teaching, so I had a couple of teachers that I taught under that would go in and basically do an internship. So I would have them write a letter for me. I had the principal of those schools write letters for me. And that way, when I went and interviewed at a school, I had teachers and a principal. I had letters from them stating, you know, oh, this guy's okay. Maybe you should hire him. And even before you've graduated college you should be thinking about your financial future. Well, something that I did that I'm so glad I started doing is I started saving money for rent. I would recommend saving about two months of rent because there's probably going to be an employment gap or moving costs, whether you're waiting around for a job or you get a job straight out of college, but, you know, it's in Chicago or Biloxi. I don't know where where that came from. (laughs) Nothing starts off your professional career on the wrong foot, like $5,000 in credit card debt because you didn't budget for a move. So that is really great advice. It means you have to work while you're in school. But working while you're in school, of course, as we're saying, can do a whole lot of good for you. And I've got one other tip about a year out before graduation. If you're not already networking, really take that seriously. Find people who are working the jobs that you think you want and go talk to them, go meet them, offer to buy them a cup of coffee, or sometimes they'll buy you a cup of coffee. So go get a free cup of coffee. Go talk to these industry leaders. You can learn quite a bit from them. When you build meaningful relationships and trust, people are usually pretty genuinely happy to offer you advice because you are nice and cool and smart. That's so sweet. Line up as many job or grad school interviews as you possibly can before you graduate. Have a sense of where you're going and to know what is next. And speaking of what is next, our next episode is on finding a job. Danny and Jean will be back, and you should be too. Listen for us on the air or visit us anytime at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org where you can find all our episodes and shorts. We've got to take a break now. When we get back, the costs of graduation, both financial and existential. Before we go, quiz time. There are all sorts of costs associated with graduating college. You may be surprised by some of them. Altogether... How much does it cost the average person and their family just to get through graduation weekend? What's the average cost of a college graduation? Danny's got it. Think about it. Mull it over. Make bets with your friends. We'll get you that answer after the break. You're listening to Nothing Funny About Money on WUGA. 91.7 and 94.5 FM. I'm Matt Gorin. And I'm Michael Thomas. Reach out. 
We'd love to answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and connect with us online at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org. Support for Nothing Funny About Money comes from Sally May. Families can search for scholarships, make a plan to pay for college, and find private undergraduate, parent, and graduate student loans at sallymay.com. Congratulations to the graduating class of 2019. You will look back on this moment as the beginning of the end of the best four to six years of your life. You can be thinking, now I am on to bigger and better things. Statistically speaking, that is not true. Many of you will leave here today unemployed many others underemployed, which doesn't mean you work less, it means you get paid less and are overqualified for your job. Congratulations. That was sarcasm. Many of you will realize that your major has not prepared you for the workforce, or it has, but the jobs you're qualified for bore you. So, despite the obvious conclusion that college was kind of a waste of your time, 40% of you will return to college to earn a graduate degree. Oh, and it looks like the dean is frantically gesturing me off the stage. So before they cut off my microphone, best of luck, you'll need it, and go... Welcome back. I'm Matt Gorin, and I'm here with wealthy teacher Danny Kofke and our new producer, Gene Davis. Wait, is that really true about... <laughs> all of this is true. These are all like, real. Like, only one of in four of you will find a job related to your major, like, ever? Not forever. So people do take some time to get into the groove of their career, as I think... Everyone in this room can attest to that. I think all of us in this room took some time to get into our jobs. But at first, it can be really tough. Well, and, you know, for me, right when I did graduate from college, I did get into teaching, but then I left teaching. And I didn't have to have a degree to be in the field I was in. But if I didn't have the degree in teaching, I wouldn't have written a book about being a teacher, which I wouldn't have then gone into a financial field. So it's kind of the degree did help me get other jobs that, and they opened up for me because I did have that teaching degree. And speaking of personal finance, if you want to get a CFP, you have to have a college degree. Now, CFP board doesn't care if your degree is in biology or psychology or finance, but you do need that degree. It does open up doors. Huh. We're talking about graduating college. And before the break, we asked you all a question. What is the average cost of a college graduation? All included... Total cost, what do you guys think? I think like $500. What's your guess, Gene? Honestly, I thought it was going to be the price of a graduation ticket. How much is that? Actually, I think they're free. That's or I zero. meant the price of a um, <laughs> the price of a cap and gown. Okay, what's that? What do you think? Well, I don't know because I didn't buy one. <laughs> what Did you go to your graduation? I did, but I didn't wear a cap and gown. So you're oh, the, like the only person without a cap and gown? No, it was a cap and gown free graduation. Oh. That's the one that I went to. Oh. Okay. They have did, those. That's uh, Yeah. I did buy a huh. $25 blazer to wear, though. Okay. So $25? 25 $25. <laughs> Uh, according to the Daily Bruin, so that's UCLA's student newspaper, the average cost of a college graduation is 
hundred dollars. That's the average. Wow. Costhelper.com did a little deeper dive into all these costs and figured out that on the cheap end, you could expect to pay three hundred dollars, but other people on the high end might spend as much as twenty five hundred dollars just for graduation weekend. How? Where does that come well, from? Now that I think about it, my dad did fly in from New Orleans to okay. see me graduate. Wow. So there's a cost there. Yeah. And we did go to eat. Yeah. And probably a fancier dinner. Yeah. So if we start looking at the cap and gowns, you mentioned that average is 50 to $100. The average graduation party that some parents will host for their kids national average, according to graduationparty.com, a website I think knows a thing or two about graduation parties. And so it goes into my head, if you're going to drop $1,500 on a graduation weekend, where else could that money go? If you Mm -hmm. just invested that amount and just let it ride for 40 years, I mean, I'm sure it'd probably be $50,000, $60,000. It would be quite a bit of money. And not only if you are investing it, some people have student loans that they might want to pay off. How good would that feel to start day one paying off $1,500 in student loans? Good. It would feel good. (laughs) (laughs) And paying for graduation is not the only new expense that students have. As we just said, most of us get hit with lifestyle creep as our expenses start going up across the board. We spend more on an apartment, we might buy a new car. couple tattoos. Getting the new tattoos. <laughs> I mean, yes, it does. You find yourself with some money, and yeah, those things when you were a broke college kid that you couldn't get, it's like, oh, I got some money now. Exactly. Not once the grant money starts rolling in. I'm going to be covered in tats. It'll be great. I'm just going, to, it's like a big spider web, I think, across my whole body. Oh, I'm going to look like Spider-Man it. all the time. Love it. And for a lot of people... <laughs> They might also find that the money they may have been getting from their parents has suddenly gone away. (laughs) When I was teaching personal finance, I had all my students do an activity. How much are your parents paying for your cost of living? And a lot of students were shocked to learn just how much rent was, how much food costs. If you're not ready to pay that $50 a month cell phone bill, Those bills are going to start becoming your responsibility, not mom and dad's. These financial costs can really take an emotional toll on people, above and beyond the financial toll. Just ask another recent college graduate. Joining us in the studio is Simon Bowman, who seems to have brought along an entire orchestra. Simon, what comes to your mind as you celebrate your graduation? There's nothing left here that I'll miss. Why send me now a night like this? Anybody? <laughs> what was that? Okay. <laughs> and he's gone. Simon Bowman, everyone, from the hit musical Miss Saigon. Chris is waving his arms. <laughs> I have a twisted sense of humor. We do have an actual recent graduate here, our very own Gene Davis. And Jean, how is this transition going for you? You know, 
I think it's going better than I expected it to. How did you expect it to go? Oh, I was expecting to be unemployed, depressed, probably for the rest of my life. That is a dark <laughs> why would What made you think that as you were nearing graduation? You know, I think I saw a lot of my friends coming from their own graduation. Like I said, I graduated a semester late. So many of my friends had graduated before me, and I'd seen sort of a schlump, you know? <laughs> okay. What is a schlump? A schlump would be a period of time in which a recent college graduate suffers. You know, maybe it's three to four months in which they're on the couch of their parents' house watching... Daytime soaps? <laughs> no one watches those anymore. Oh, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants reruns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, not talking to anyone because they feel embarrassed. Right. Uh, you know, or else they're at a nine to five and they hate their life. It's a tough transition. It's a tough transition for those people who are now working at this grind job. It's tough for people who fantasize about working that job because they're on their parents' couch again. Exactly. So you were expecting the worst. I guess so. And it hasn't been as bad. It hasn't. So I work part-time here on the show, and I work part-time at a local vegetarian diner. You can name drop. Oh, okay. I work at, uh, well, I don't know if they want me to. (laughs) (laughs) Gene works at The Grit. Check out The Grit, local vegetarian diner. It's really good. I really like The Grit. It's great. Wonderful cakes. Yes, famous for their cakes. Famous for their cakes. Death by chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they bring down some dirty bowls and stuff, and you can lick the batter out. (laughs) Best part of the day. (laughs) Every job has its perks. (laughs) Exactly. So, So what is the best thing about being done with college? The ambient guilt that clouds everything that you do is just suddenly lifted and you're unshackled. What, what guilt are you referring the to? The guilt about not doing your homework. <laughs> you know, when you're in college, there's just always more stuff that you could be doing. Yeah. You know, there's a project looming ahead, career stuff. You should be looking up applications and stuff. But once you already have a job, when you clock out, you are clocked out. You know, it's great. I love it. Like my time is finally my time again. I love it. That's good. I can't relate to that as an entrepreneur where uh, if I'm not working 60 hours a week, I'm not doing the best I can. But for most people, for most right. people, I think that that's definitely a good feeling. I, too, loved being done with college. Uh, I was very happy to be out. I was, too. And no, it's interesting you say that because I – I'm the opposite as well. Like I always feel I have something on top of my job that I have to do maybe later in life now with kids and bills and, but writing books and trying to do other things. So uh, yeah, it'd be refreshing to just say, Hey, I'm done nine to five. I'm out. And I've thought about that as, you know, as a teacher, a lot of times we go home and even at middle of the night you wake up and you think, Oh, I could have done this lesson better or done this. So it's time, you know, it will be a refreshing day. I think to, to just have something like that. Yeah. So cling to that feeling. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. (laughs) Hold on to that feeling as long as you can. That sounds great on the upside. Is there anything you miss? Anything you miss about being a college student? I miss my parents paying my rent, honestly. (laughs) Who wouldn't? That is good. I absolutely took that for granted. 
as most college students do who have that opportunity. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> go Maybe go to grad school and they'll pay your rent again. <laughs> oh, I doubt it. I don't think any grad school would accept me either. I told That's you about missing all the class. <laughs> Her resume is very good, everyone, as much as she's self-deprecating. Jean, if you could share any thoughts with some other recent grads, what would that be? I think that graduating is really hard for a lot of people, especially if you like school. I liked school okay, but a lot of people that I was friends with really liked school And I think that graduation has been harder on them. There's also a chance that you're going to be one of the 36% of millennials that will move back in with your parents after graduation. And I kind of think that's okay to do and that you shouldn't feel guilty about it because if so many people are doing it, then how can it be wrong? (laughs) It's kind of normal. And Gene is a little younger than me and Danny when I was graduating college. It was more than 50% of the people who graduated in my year moved back in with their parents. Mm. How about that? Yeah. So it was very normal. I'm not judging anybody. I think it was different for your generation. Right. Yeah, I think it was. I think, you know, with the, the great the recession that hit, and I think it's changed uh, for a lot, and with the student loans. I mean, college didn't cost, when I went, it didn't cost as much as it does now. So I think that played a role as well. Whereas you could graduate, still have some student loan debt, and afford to live on your own. But I think things have gone up so much that it makes it a lot more difficult now. And as Gene and Danny are saying, there are some really tough emotional things to deal with when you graduate As good as it is to be out, it can be a very hard transition. Danny, you have put together a list here. Some practical tips for recent grads to keep in mind to help make the transition even better. Sure. Just some of the things that I've learned that I wish I would have known when I graduated. And and the first one is to overcome the comparison trap. You know, a lot of times we try to compare ourselves to others and we think, oh, gosh, they're so happy because they have this. If I have this, I'm going to be just as happy as they are. And it's false. We have no clue what's going on behind closed doors. Our neighbor could appear to have it all. But debt collectors are calling. They're arguing with their spouse, yelling at their kids. Who knows? Just not happy people. So we try to emulate that because on the outside, it looks good. So in our lives, we've been able to live on my teacher's salary. My wife, Tracy, stayed at home for eight years, raised my daughters because we didn't compare ourselves to others. We did what was right for our family. We didn't do what was right for someone else. And Danny's mostly talking about material things with that. But I think the same advice applies to things like career success. There's always going to be somebody who's got a better job than you. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be someone who's got a better career trajectory than you or who's happier than you. Mm -hmm. And if all you do is look up at those people, that is a miserable life. It is so funny you say that. But I was just talking to my wife about that. I'm like, you know, even if I was offered a job making a million dollars, I don't think I would change what I'm doing right now. I feel like this great sense of contentment after the past 10 years of of chasing the dream and trying to do it. And, you know, now I'm home every night with my kids. I, I get that family time. So I think you know, as you get older, too, as a recent grad, it's, you know, chase the money. That's fine. That's great. But I do think as you get older, you kind of realize, you know, I was happier. Uh, the happiest in our lives in my marriage was when we were making $42,000 a year and our date night was a, a red box movie and a Subway sub. We went up at one point. We're making $140,000 a year as a combined couple. 
And we were just crazy busy. We never had time for each other, and we were not happier. Yeah, you've got to find meaning in other parts of your life. Find purpose in something bigger than yourself. And, and Danny, for you, that's your family. It's your faith. Everyone's got that thing. And if all you're thinking about is how much money you're making, oh, God, that's that's not a fun time. Because there's always more to make, and you're never going to make enough if that's all you're focused on. We are out of time, but stick around next episode for part two, Getting a Job. We'll cover resumes, cover letters, networking, begging, pleading, existential hopelessness. The list goes on and on. If you're having trouble with any of this, reach out. Visit nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org and send us a message. We're happy to help over email, phone, or in person. Is that it? I think so. Thanks again, as always, to our executive producer, Chris Shoup, our associate producer, Gene Davis, and our audio engineer, Garrett Burke. And thank you for listening. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Nothing Funny About Money. This show is recorded in the studios of WUGA Athens on the University of Georgia campus. I'm Matt Gorin. And I'm Michael Thomas. Reach out. We'd love to answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And connect with us online at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org.